tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boostbytaxday to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC. Done everything in my power to make sure it will not default. We have passed a bill that raised the debt limit. Now, I haven't seen that in the Senate, so I don't know. A uh, ball is in the Senate court, says the Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, the California Republican. There, that meeting, the first of two, as it turns out, with President met last evening at the White House. We'll meet again. It says here on Friday. And so, yeah, as says the Speaker of the House, it's up to the Senate now and up to the White House, of course. Let's talk with the U.S. Senator about this and other topics. I believe we have him now, Georgia Democratic Senator John Ossoff. Senator Ossoff, thanks for your time this morning. Hey, Tim, good morning. How you doing? Everything I know about is good. I don't know if, if you heard what the Speaker of the House there had to say regarding the debt ceiling and, and that issue, but, but essentially he says this, all right, we've done what we plan to do, meaning the House has passed a bill that, that would roll back some spending and in exchange raise the debt ceiling. What do you see happening here, and in your estimation, what should happen? Here's my take on it, Tim, and, and thank you for having me, and good morning to everybody in Athens and, and across the state. The American people expressed their will last November and elected a U.S. House of Representatives with a Republican majority. Uh, and there is a federal budget process that we undertake every year in order to set investment and spending priorities and to negotiate where we need to trim or cut or fiscal reasons. And that, to me, Tim, is the appropriate process by which we hammer out differences on fiscal policy. And it's going to require give and take, and no one's going to be able to say my way or the highway. We're going to have to act like adults and find common ground, disagree respectfully where we disagree, and arrive at something that works. And, and the Republican House and the Democratic Senate will both have a say in that, and that's the way this is supposed to be done. What I think is, is really damaging is where basically uh, there's a threat to tank the whole economy. I mean, we're not talking here about the budget process. We're talking about whether the United States is going to default on obligations it's already made. And if there were a default, we're not just talking about a little bit of damage. We're talking about a very deep recession here and around the world. We're talking about severe damage to the U.S. dollar, car notes and house notes skyrocketing, uh, and a significant worsening of inflation. So in my view, we should honor the obligations that the United States has already made, avoid default, not play with fire, not continue the brinksmanship on the question of whether we're going to pay our bills, and then 
sit down at the table, go through the federal budget process, and arrive at a compromise that reflects the will of the American people as expressed in the most recent elections. Well, you know, you sound in some respects there, Senator John Ossoff, a lot like your, your predecessor, the man you defeated to win this Senate seat, David Perdue. We spoke numerous times over his six years in the Senate, and he'd yell and scream about the fact that we did not and have not followed the process you outlined there in terms of arriving at a federal budget. What we've done mostly since the 90s is this business of continuing resolutions and not going by the letter of the law in, in the budget process following step one, step two, and getting to a budget the way we're supposed to do. What's it going to take to get us there? Well, for the last two years, we actually have passed a budget. Um, There have been short-term continuing resolutions, not to get too far down in the weeds, but as you know, uh, those can do damage when they they linger, and particularly to the armed forces who don't have certainty about the resources that they're going to have, for example, to conduct exercises. It can also impact deployment schedules. So continuing resolutions uh, can be harmful. The last two years, we have uh, passed a budget. Now we have a divided Congress. Again, that is the will of the American people as expressed by elections. And so the test for Congress now is, again, can we act like grownups? Can we come to the table and arrive at a compromise? And my view, Tim, and I think I'm in a sadly, in a minority in Congress on this, is that despite what you see on cable news and on Twitter, people in Georgia and the American people don't want Congress to be in a constant state of gridlock and bickering and brinksmanship uh, and extremity, and instead make their voices heard through elections. They've elected a divided government. It's our responsibility as legislators to sit down like adults through the federal budget process and hammer out a compromise. Senator John Ossoff, you mentioned armed forces there. Let's talk about this for a moment. When we spoke, I don't know, a couple, three weeks ago, it was on the issue of military housing, some serious substandard housing issues, places like Fort Gordon and elsewhere. Something else you focused on in the last couple of weeks, and probably for a lot longer, but we've known about it for a couple of weeks, your efforts to enhance mental health care for not only the military members, uh, the men and women who serve in our military, but their families. As I understand the proposal, it is this, that, okay, I'm in the Army, uh, and I can get access, I have access to, in some form or fashion, I have access to mental health care. My wife, my children don't. You would extend this, your legislation, your proposal would extend mental health care to members of my family. Step us through how this would work. So here's the bill that I've written and and what it does. It's a bipartisan bill. I've worked with a Republican partner on this to try to build bipartisan support for it in the Senate, is to ensure that active duty service members, guard and reserve personnel, and their spouses and dependents can access mental health services with no copay. And the reason that this is important is that I have heard, particularly from junior enlisted personnel, that, for example, their kids need counseling services. Uh, Maybe one of the kids is struggling with autism or having mental health issues at school, uh, maybe dealing with addiction to social media. But the co-pays on getting outpatient counseling or mental health services can be so high that it deters that military family from being able to get that care. And as you know, these are already families under tremendous strain. You might have consecutive or unexpected deployments. You're moving around the country. Uh, The pay is not so great. 
I just led this investigation of the housing conditions at Fort Gordon. You know, they're struggling with a lot. And then when they can't get the mental health services that they need, it really compounds the issue. So this is a bipartisan bill to ensure that military families can get mental health services uh, without worrying about a copay, which can be, in some cases, very high, especially for junior enlisted personnel who uh, are not working with a whole lot of discretionary income. And this is modeled on a bill that I passed last year, which did this for veterans. So I passed legislation last year that allows veterans to access mental health services outside of the VA with no copay. Uh, and now I want to replicate that for active duty guard reserve and their families. Now, you've mentioned this, uh, Senator Ossoff. You've referred to this as a bipartisan piece of legislation. Uh, a couple of things here. Who are some of the Republican dance partners in the Senate? And, and what's the appetite in the House, uh, again, uh, controlled by Republicans, as best you can gauge it? What are the prospects? Well, I've worked with Senator Kevin Kramer, Republican of North Dakota, to write and introduce this bill. I think the fact that it is bipartisan gives us a better shot in both the Senate and the House. And, you know, this gets back to some of the issues I was discussing with respect to the federal budget. There's kind of two kinds of legislators in in D.C., is my impression. There's the folks who want to be on cable news all the time, whether it's partisan, conservative, or liberal media, uh, and, and are constantly posting insults and and being pundits on social media, that gets basically nothing done. In fact, what it does is it drives folks apart. It worsens the level of political polarization and political hatred in the country, which, as you know, I view as a threat to our national security, the level of hatred and the level of partisanship. And it prevents us from focusing on things that actually matter to people. You know, are there enough counselors for kids in schools across the state? Can military families get the mental health services they need? Are they living in safe housing? Are we responsibly hammering out a federal budget that makes fiscal sense and addresses infrastructure needs? This is the stuff that regular people actually care about, not going on cable and stirring the pot. And it's the approach I'm going to continue to take because it is the approach that allows us to try to actually get things done. You know, I'm, I'm reminded of, and I know I've told my audience this story before. I don't guess I've told you. I, I was watching C-SPAN some years ago, which is something that tells you something about me and my life, I suppose. This goes back several years. There's some committee or other, Senate committee, it, it dealt with education. All right. And the two senators, I'm watching some committee or subcommittee meeting. And then for whatever reason, C-SPAN, the camera is in the room. There's Johnny Isaacson, the late Johnny Isaacson. And there's the late Senator Ted Kennedy, uh, who, of course, Ted Kennedy could, could get in front of cameras and yell and scream and be the kind of bombastic attention-seeking figure you were talking about. But on this particular day, it was just two adults going through whatever this particular item was. It was like watching your city council handle a zoning board meeting. I mean, it was that that mundane, but it it made me think that that's the way most of the work in Washington actually is. We, we, we see the hot stuff, but the actual work never gets in front of the cameras. Well, and the hot stuff, as it has come to dominate the conversation, crowds out the actual work. Uh, and there is actual work that needs to get done and can be done. Um, that's how I passed the bill last year that uh, deals with the affordability of mental health services for veterans, not by 
going on TV and yelling and screaming, but by finding a Republican partner, putting one foot in front of the other, and building the consensus necessary to get things done. About a minute left here, Senator Ossoff, to deal with one of the hot issues that is, in fact, substantive as well. Less than a minute. Fix Title 42 for us in the chaos we expect to see tomorrow. Let me put this in a way that, that most politicians in Washington do not. Both political parties need to get real on immigration. Democrats need to stop denying that there is a real crisis at the southern border and that border security matters. And some of my Republican colleagues, I think, need to take a more realistic view on the fact that there are millions of undocumented people who are already in the country and otherwise follow the law. A mass deportation program could not be humanely or constitutionally carried out. We've got real workforce shortages in this country. We need to pass an immigration measure that secures the border and establishes a path to legal status for many of the undocumented people who are already here. Senator John Ossoff, we'll leave it there. Thanks so much for your time this morning. Best of luck moving forward. My pleasure. Appreciate it. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match must keep IRA for five years match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC